the number one most versatile should be should have keto in its name. <laughs> I think somewhere. Yeah. It's January and one of the things that we're doing as insteaders is beginning to plan our spring and summer garden. If you two are homesteading, insteading, farmsteading and you're getting ready to plan your garden, what seeds you want what you want to put in the ground come March, get started now, and you want to be keto, we're going to discuss what vegetables we're going to put in so that we can keep our carbs low. Keto garden planning. Keto garden planning. Also in this episode, we're going to discuss our sheep program and how we transition from grass only to a little bit more of a hybrid situation. Welcome to the Duster Mud Podcast. Insteaders, here we are. This is Monday where we have more engagement with you and answer some questions or comments from past videos. One of the questions that we got this week pertained to the video that we put out on Friday with our keto kitchen and our keto pantry. And we cooked a meal and it didn't have any vegetables. And one of the watchers asked, are there are, are veggies allowed on keto? The, are veggies allowed on keto? The short answer is yes. Absolutely, veggies are allowed on keto. Which veggies, how many carbs you're looking to stay underneath, that's the key. Yeah, and as we were fixing that meal, we just didn't grab any veggies. <laughs> no, honestly, we were just trying to be really fast. Yeah. <laughs> we do eat a lot of vegetables, actually. So let's talk about some of the vegetables, A, that we're going to grow in our garden, and you might want to put in yours too, if you want to be lower carb this year. And... What are some of the top keto vegetables that we like to keep in our refrigerator? If you're looking for rules of thumb, leafy green vegetables. Absolutely. Leafy green vegetables. Two thumbs up. <laughs> Huge amounts of leafy green vegetables. Lettuce, spinach. Kale. Arugula. Yeah. Uh, those types. We get the organic either at Costco, the box, either at Costco or Walmart or whatever store we happen to be in, we get the big organic box and we make very large salads a lot of times for our lunches. I'm talking, you guys, big, huge handfuls of greens. And what that really does is gives us, first of all, a lot of fiber and filling in our guts. And another thing that it does is gives us a... It's a great vehicle to get the olive oil. <laughs> yeah, to get our fats. Yeah. And so when you're keto, you want to keep your fats up and your carbs low. And that's a great way to do it. Let's go through the top 10. So here's just a list. We'll go through 10 rather quickly. Veggies that are great for a garden and great for keto. Number 10. Number 10, Brussels sprouts. I've never grown a Brussels sprout. At all. We hadn't grown a cabbage until last year. I know we did too. Or a cauliflower. We, uh, <laughs> did we grow a cauliflower? Yeah. That's right. We sure did. We got quite a few heads of cauliflower yep. last year. We had a lot. Um, okay. So Brussels sprouts. Number nine, green beans. Yeah. Uh, let's go back. Brussels oh. sprouts. We will talk grams of carbohydrates per serving for each of these vegetables. And the serving size is 100 grams of the vegetable, which is about three and a half ounces or half a cup. And one of the things to keep in mind as you're trying really hard, 
especially if you're not wanting to measure things out. Like a normal serving is probably somewhere between a half a cup and a cup. So if you're looking at keeping your carbs low, that's one of the things. You can't just pile the vegetables on there. You know, if you have a plate full of them, you're not going to just be having the number of carbs that we talk about. So this, the carb numbers are for about a half a cup. And for Brussels sprouts, they have five grams of carbohydrates in a hundred gram serving. Okay. Green beans, how many? Four. Nice. Green beans are easy to grow. We all grow them, you know, like pole beans and yeah. bush beans. Absolutely love fresh green beans. Yeah. Kale. Yes. Another green leafy. Really good green leafy. Those are really fun to, to crisp up in the oven. Yep. With some olive oil on about it. About three grams mm-hmm. of carbohydrates per serving. I don't know about this one in the garden. Maybe you guys are better garden people than we. Asparagus. Yeah, we haven't dove, a while. delved into asparagus yet. No. Um, but they are a, a great keto veggie. Mm-hmm. Two grams of carbs per 100 gram serving. This one is easy to do. Spinach. Yeah, spinach is, it's one of those, if there were a a perfect keto veggie, it's probably spinach. It's got one gram of carbohydrates per 100 grams of spinach. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it is fairly easy to grow. Mm. And that's that's one that you can just pile the olive oil on. Right. Okay. Zucchini. Yeah, zucchini. So versatile. Yeah, we, we grew a lot of zucchini in our garden last year. And zucchini is one that you can slice, dice, chop. We have a zoodle. Yeah, we have a spiralizer and it turns the zucchinis into little noodle shapes mm-hmm. and, and they call them zoodles. Mm-hmm. It's a, a really versatile veggie and an easier one to grow in the garden, looking at three grams of carbohydrates. Okay, number four is. Cabbage. Cabbage is so versatile. I love to use cabbage and not just for coleslaw. Yeah, that's good. But also as noodles, we like stroganoff. We still like to eat food that we've always eaten. We just altered a little bit. So I take a head of cabbage, cut it in half, make that thing into some strips, cook it, now you got noodles. Yeah, they basically end up being the size and shape of an egg noodle. Right. And so if you if you have that in mind as you're cutting your cabbage, yeah. that these are becoming your egg noodle, then cabbage really can substitute. Okay, one and of our favorites. Three grams. Oh, three grams. Good. For a cabbage, yep. Number three, broccoli. Yep, three grams. Uh, sorry, four grams for broccoli. Yes, and we did grow some broccoli. Okay. I mean, it wasn't the most successful crop that we had. Because the bugs liked it too, yeah. <laughs> and they it got hot and they bolted. Yeah, and, but other than they, but we did have a lot of broccoli plants. Yes, and we did get some broccoli. Yeah, we sure. If did. you're good at broccoli, tell us how to do it <laughs> yeah. in the comments, please. Yeah. <laughs> and number two, probably if you're in Florida or California, this one will be one for you or South Florida at yeah. least. And for the rest of us, we probably aren't going to be growing this one, but no. you can certainly have get it and have access to it. And that's avocados. Yes. Avocados are amazing fruit. Yeah. Two grams of carbohydrates, but just loaded with good fats and all kinds of nutrients. Yep. Love avocados. And the number one, most versatile should be, should have keto in its name. (laughs) I think somewhere. Yeah. It's cauliflower. Keto flower. Keto flower, (laughs) you know, and because it, Truly 
can be turned into nearly everything. Yeah, we anything. we do so many things with cauliflower in a food processor. It becomes rice. Um, in curry, it becomes a, a basically a potato. Mm, yeah, um, a soup. It can become a potato. Yeah, we use cauliflower for a whole lot of things. Yeah, I can turn it. I could probably turn it into pie if I needed to. <laughs> it would be hard, but you can you can really do a lot with cauliflower. Yeah. And we did grow it, and we were pretty successful with cauliflower, actually. Yep. They mm-hmm. weren't super big. They were quite organic. We don't use any kind of any kind of sides or any fertilizers or anything. It's about it's sunshine and water pretty much on our garden. So they're not more huge. Yeah. weren't real, real big no and the plant and the bugs did enjoy they them. like them too <laughs> yeah they enjoyed them too the bugs enjoyed our garden a lot yeah we'll do better this year. <laughs> we will we'll maybe. do better i don't know how i We're, said maybe <laughs> oh bugs are bugs i mean when yeah. they get there they get there uh we'll try some different all natural ways that we've learned sure so okay. some some things that grow above ground but maybe avoids on a ketogenic diet. So did we, did we say the above ground, below ground thing? No, we really did Okay, one of the things that, one of the tricks of the trade is in the keto sphere, if the vegetable grows above the ground and is nice and leafy, free to eat, that's a keto-friendly vegetable. If it grows and is harvested from below the ground, for example, any root vegetables, sweet potatoes, white potatoes, turnips, carrots, parsnips, any of those root vegetables are going to be higher in carbohydrates. I am not against them. Exactly. We are not against them. They are delicious and they do have nutrition. We're talking from a pure keto, keeping your carbs below 20 grams. And that's a low number when you start eating vegetables. So if you eat a sweet potato or a half of a sweet potato, well, in a 100-gram serving of sweet potatoes, there are 17 grams of carbohydrates. So that's almost your entire daily allowance of carbohydrates. And that's like a half a cup. Yeah, and that's not, that's not enough right? for and, me. And so mm-hmm. as, as, you're, as you're getting into your potatoes, you also need to look at what it's going to do to your insulin. So yeah. a, a, a glycemic index or some, something. Right. Look, look at uh, the other things that it's going to do right. as you're eating the, the higher starch, higher carbohydrate, mm-hmm. vegetables. Okay, um, so what were some of the other above grounds that well, can somebody, kind of somebody creep you up? mentioned onions on our cooking video Onions and well. peppers, peppers and onions. They, they're they delicious. We love them. Yeah, onions have eight grams of carbohydrates per 100-gram serving. Mm-hmm. We like them. They're a great prebiotic. The, your gut bacteria can does really good with onions. They do. The thing about them is just limit them. And so you probably aren't going to sit down and eat an onion, right? So cooking with one is great for flavor, but, um, and, and you don't necessarily get the whole, you know, onions worth of carbohydrates there. So onions, great, as long as you're limiting them. Mm -hmm. One of the gotchas with onions is when you saute them or caramelize them, now you actually actually can eat a lot of them and your carbs can sneak up on you there. Yep. And so the other one that we were going to talk about was some above the ground vegetables. So think Mm. legumes and seeds basically is what these are. So your peas, and uh, say corn, corn actually not a vegetable. It's actually a seed, mm-hmm. and it is right. now you're 
you're really creeping up on your carbs again. For peas, you're looking at about nine grams of carbohydrates per serving. Corn is 16. Mm-hmm. Uh, baked beans, 16. Quinoa, uh, 18. Wow. Yeah, so your legumes, corn, quinoa, that's what you're looking at there. And then grains and sugars, now you're... We shouldn't have to say this. Yeah, now you're you're probably, even in one 100-gram serving, you're probably out, out of your, out of your yes, range. Yes, they all grow above the ground, but they are not a leafy green. Yeah. And the results from them are not so the take same, a, take obviously. So take a... a 100 gram serving of rice, you're at 28 grams of carbohydrates already. Right. right. Wow. That's a lot. Goodness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, sugar grows in on sugar cane and it's green and all of that, but we don't eat sugar cane. No. No. So the white crystals that come and are made from sugar cane are obviously not keto friendly. No. No, nope. not keto friendly at all. Good, but that was all, that was great. So I hope that ha- answers the questions. Yes, on the veggies, keep them leafy and add the oils. Yeah, and so we're going to take that top ten list and go through that now and pick what we're going to grow in our garden. Okay, what are we going to grow in our garden? Wait, hold up, we're having a garden. We talked about this. You talked about it. Okay, we'll have a garden. One of the things, what are we going to grow in our garden? <laughs> peppers. Peppers. One of the things, take bell peppers. The colored bell peppers, the yellows and reds mm-hmm. and oranges, mm-hmm. actually have more carbs than the green ones. So if you're Crazy. if you're really looking to add, add the flavor mm-hmm. without uh, up in the carbs, then you can choose the green ones. Same thing with cabbage. Mm. The purple cabbages have a little bit more carbs than the green cabbages. So if so you're so if you're being really strict. if you're being really strict, yeah. sticking with the green right. of the of the different color varieties helps out with the mm-hmm. carbs. Now remember, this is for ketogenic way of eating. This is if you're keeping your carbs under 20 grams per day, it's hard. So whenever you're trying to do that, nitnoidin, everything is kind of important. We are not against any of these vegetables. It's about the number 20. That yeah. That's really what it, what the like nitnoidin on the color of the peppers yeah. is, con- you know, about. Yeah. Okay. What are we going to grow? We'll probably grow some green beans. Yes. Yes. We will definitely grow some tomatoes. Yes. We what about tomatoes? We didn't talk about tomatoes. We tomatoes should. are a fruit, yeah. and they're fairly high in sugar. Mm-hmm. But again, if you use them in limited quantities, mm-hmm. then you're you they're they're sort of like a sautéed onion. You yeah. know, tomatoes are easy to overdo on mm-hmm. a ketogenic diet. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you have to avoid them completely. Right. Just and we love them. Just limit. Just, yeah. Yeah. Just know. Yeah. Just know that you're eating a little bit more. Right. When you're eating them, we will grow. I have a feeling we'll grow more cabbage. Mm, definitely. More cauliflower. Yes. More broccoli. Yep. Brassicas. Mm-hmm. Super good keto. Uh, we did not do well with lettuce. No. And we grew lettuce. Lettuce we, is not hard to grow. We didn't do well with the we lettuce. We did not do well. We have this idealistic idea about our garden that we're going to go out there every day in the summertime and go pick some lettuce and make a fresh salad. We're too busy. And we didn't we, do it. We did not make the time to do that. No, we did it, not. It did not 
creep up on our priority list yeah, high enough for us to go cut a, a uh-uh. salad before we had Horse a meal. Spinach. We did like we did like the greens though. We did. So I, you know, I, we liked Swiss chard. We liked that a lot. Yeah, I don't. I don't have the carbs on that one. I, I'd have to look at it. It's it a is big leafy green. Yeah, it's a big leafy green. I, it does have some purple in it. So I, I'm not sure. We liked. It, I can't though. imagine that it's terrible. We liked the collards, collards too. Swiss chard. Yeah, we like the those greens. What else are you going to grow? Squash, zucchini, or definites. Yeah. Right. Yep. So I just, man, that, I said no garden, and then I just named off a whole bunch of months worth of work. Hmm. Yeah. We'll check our freezers before we plant. We're probably not going to plant asparagus. No. And we're not going to try to grow an avocado. Oh, man, we loved the okra, too. <laughs> yeah. There's I, a big garden. I don't know what, I don't know about okra. I'd I don't know what the look, carbs are. I'd I'm just talking about our up. garden. Yeah, but keto garden. So we will grow a lot of the things that are on that top 10 list. Yeah. I imagine. I guess. Yeah. At least a, maybe a few of the things. That's what I was going to say. Maybe not a lot of them. Maybe, maybe a, few a few of the things so we can add a little bit to our grocery bill. Subtract. You know, sub- subtract. Like, yeah, take take a little bit off of our grocery bill. Yeah. Okay. I'm game for that. Okay. <laughs> So does that cover the keto garden now? Yeah. Good. Okay. You had another question and it came in and this is, we're going to switch gears just a little bit. Food, freedom and farming. We just did food. Let's talk about some farming just for a little bit. we got a really good question from a viewer about sheep this week. Yeah. On our last podcast, we talked about how we transitioned our sheep, um, management style and sort of stepped away from our idealistic view of raising sheep. And (laughs) the question was, well, you didn't talk about what you, what you did. What did you do? So the, like I'm assuming, but yeah, the answer there is, and I know in the podcast, it seemed like we were making a big deal out of it and it was a big deal to us. It may not sound like it now. We are adding about, I don't know, three quarters of a pound of, Grain feed, feed, a sweet feed, basically mm-hmm. to the ewes, yeah, a day. Right. And I know that doesn't sound like much, but to us, we were so, um, Dead so set, set, so uh, set in such a mindset of doing, you know, all natural, grass fed, that we were we were so terribly against the idea of adding grains to the ewes, and so. That idealistic view was leading to a lot of failure on our part, and it was not saying that you can't do it, just saying that on our pastures, it did not work. No. We are still committed to regenerative farming. We move our sheep, we unroll the hay, we get them around the property so that they can impact the land the way that they're amazing. We don't prophylactically treat for anything. We don't like there's, we don't do any Mm -hmm. of the, so as we said, we were transitioning our management style. We were not saying, we didn't build a barn. Yeah. We're not saying that we transitioned to a traditional, you know, indoor sheep operation. operation. We're still very much outdoors, still very much regenerative. We lamb on the pasture. Like everything is out on the pasture. They are as natural as we can make it for them. The thing that we did was add three quarters of a pound of sweet feed per day per sheep. Yeah. For the ewes. Now, when it comes to the livestock that we 
eat and that we sell, we're committed to either grass-fed or a non-GMO diet. Now, And we've done both. Right. We've raised grass-fed lamb and non-GMO. non-GMO. So if they do get that little bit of supplemental grain for calories, they get non-GMO. Yep. We're, the feed, sweet feed that we're talking about is for our use to keep them in condition and healthy so that they can birth and carry their weight and not lose so much. Yeah, we found the the worst part of it was when they were lactating, when they were nursing. Um, They would go from doing really pretty good on hourglass and then, man... Just wasn't enough. There just was not enough when they're nursing. So... And so we learned and we had to adjust and we good, better, best define it first. And then right now, best for us is the nutrition and the health of the use. And we are committed right now to this program and it's working. That's right. So that's what we did. And thank you for the comments. Thank you for the questions. There were, there was one other thing that people mentioned. They said they wanted Instetter t-shirts. They did. Instetter t-shirts. That's right. Guess what? We have Instetter t-shirts. Yes, we do. So you guys asked, you wanted it. So we created some t-shirts and they are now active, available. You can get them on our website. Go to airtogroundfarms.com. I'll leave a link in the description. Oh, good. You'll leave a link in the description. Yeah. Go to the website, order your t-shirt. There are maybe six different styles. Yeah. And if you have a style that you would prefer to see or one that you really like, but need in a different color, like we're the ones doing this. So just just drop us a line, leave us a comment, shoot us an email. um, If your size isn't available or something weird, uh, please make sure to reach out to us. Yeah. Do whatever we can at yeah, least to make sure. it happen. Uh, there's a hoodie. There's long sleeve, short sleeve. There's a couple. We've created some hats. They're A to G hats um, for Air to Ground Farms. And maybe some Instetter hats coming. This is the beginning of the Instetter gear. And our hope is to continue to grow the merchandise list. One of our daughters, I was talking to her on the phone earlier, and she said, I need a cup. <laughs> I need a cup with it on it. And I'm like, all right, we'll do a cup. So you got your cup coming. Make sure you check that out and and get your insider gear. Yeah. We're really excited about it. We are. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> uh, is that all? No, I actually have a did you know today. Oh. Or a, or a current event okay. or, a, or however you want to look at it. And okay. it's, it's it apropos about? with the sheep discussion. Okay. So a study from the University of Chicago, they, they published on December the 1st of 23. The name of the study, Nutrient Found in Meat and Dairy Improves Immune Response to Cancer. When's the study done? Uh, in 23. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. recent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So UChicago Research finds transvecinic acid, TVA, improves ability to fight cancer. A long-chain fatty acid found in meat and dairy products improves the ability of certain immune cells to kill cancer cells, according to a new study by researchers from the University of Chicago. The nutrient known as transvecinic acid, or TVA, is found in food products made from animals that evolved to graze, such as cows and sheep. 
The study found that TVA improves the ability of a type of immune cell to infiltrate tumors and attack cancerous cells. Red meat? Red meat? The, well, I'll, I'll, I'll get there. Interesting. <laughs> the research also found that patients with higher levels of TVA circulating in the blood responded better to immunotherapy, suggesting it could have potential as a nutritional supplement to complement clinical treatments for cancer. Feeding mice a diet enriched with TVA significantly reduced the tumor growth potential of melanoma and colon cancer cells compared to mice fed on a controlled diet. The TVA diet also enhanced the ability of T-cells to infiltrate tumors. TVA activates a cellular signaling process known as the Krebs pathway, which is involved in a variety of functions, including cellular growth, survival, and differentiation. Patients undergoing a CAR T-cell immunotherapy treatment for lymphoma uh, saw that those with higher levels of TVA tended to respond to treatment better than those with lower levels. They also tested cell lines from leukemia and saw that TVA enhanced the ability of an immunotherapy drug to kill leukemia cells. Interesting. It is very interesting. So great news that this study has found that there are some things that might be helpful or beneficial in treating uh, cancer and being able to uh, add those as a nutrient supplement, mm-hmm. even undergoing undergoing some different cancer treatments, mm. it could be helpful. Wow! But you were you were alluding to <laughs> that the fact that this seems really strange that a a university like U Chicago would be publishing something that is talking about the benefits of red meat. That was the last thing they said about red meat and dairy in, in the entire article. The In the rest of the article, they talked about they're quite certain, although they haven't found it yet, but they're quite certain that they will be able to find something similar in plants. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> and and they said that um, there's there's lots of research coming out that red meat's bad for you, so don't go eating hamburgers. <laughs> okay so so it's good for you yeah it'll it, so, it can absolutely help their, their this study absolutely shows this study shows it can absolutely help with all of those different cancer cancers. treatments but other studies show that red meat's bad so mm. interesting very interesting yeah it is hmm because we just were talking about the other day, not a couple of months ago when it came out, this, that really inflammatory article about red meat. Yeah. That was from, on mainstream news. From Harvard, yeah. From Harvard. They read meat mm-hmm. and how bad it is. Yeah. And we talked about how bad the study was. Right. Not, <laughs> not necessarily is, how bad This is meat. more information coming out that, well, maybe it's not bad. Maybe it's good, at least in some ways. Yeah. But don't eat too much of it. Because the Harvard study. <laughs> what? Huh. Yeah. I like red meat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. It's an interesting study. If, if, that, if any of you find it um, at all interesting, it's an easy one to find. I could leave a link. Yeah. 
So that that would be good. Yes. All right. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. Well, I hope this guy has answered some questions. And until next time, bye, y'all. Bye, y'all.